So, how do I mentally prepare myself? There's three steps that I find are really important. Silly, can you just click it three times for me? Write down your goals, create your own plan, execute your plan. So, writing down your goals, I know you guys have heard it everywhere. Why do you think it's important? Somebody tell me. Why is it important to write down your goals? Somebody. Because it comes real. Somebody else. So you remember one more person. Anybody? Helps you visualize them. All those are great answers. So writing down your goals, obviously, makes you realize what you need to do in order to attain it. You have it here. Now you know that that's what you want. And now the next step is creating your plan. My plan is how do I get there? What are my goals? Are they short-term goals? Are they long-term goals? Medium goals, right? All these questions you guys got to ask yourself. My short-term goal may be I want to score 10 goals this season for my club. Long-term uh, long goal may be I want to sign for first division in Portugal. I don't know. This is just something that I, I can come up with right now. Obviously, for everybody, it's different, which leads me to the next one, creating your plan. Everybody's soccer journey is different. Nobody came from the same spot. Nobody came from the same qualities as a player. Every single body, every single person is different. So you, it's your job to find out what your strengths and weaknesses are. And then in that aspect, you have to create your plan, right? I'll take myself for an example. Me, I figured out that my strengths and qualities as a player was always, I had field vision, I had good technical abilities, but my weaknesses were, I was never good 1v1s, divided balls. I, I'm not strong, physically strong like some of you guys over here. I'm not fast and quick, right? So I'm not going to tell everybody, oh, I'm a striker. I play like Cristiano Ronaldo because it's not true, right? We got to be realistic with ourselves. So I learned that early on that my position was playing in the midfield, center mid or kind of a winger that would come in, inverted winger. And uh, I capitalized on that. That's what I focused on more, right? But on the weakness aspect, I started trying to get stronger, trying to get faster, little things like that, which led me into the third, pro the third point, executing your plan. This is the most important part of them all, right? You got to actually take action, right? It, it doesn't mean shit if you're just in your room writing down, okay, I want to do that, unless you're actually executing, you're actually doing it, right? A lot of us... We're going to say, I want to play here. I want to come to the combine and do this. I want to do that, whatever. But we're not actually showing it. We're not actually out there doing it, right? That's the most important thing, all right? Real quick, little quote that I put here is, motivation is what gets you started. Habits is what keeps you going. So obviously, in our goal, in our plans, right, we have to stay disciplined. We have to stay disciplined, committed, and we have to stay consistent, Right? Because obviously all that leads to habits. When we create habits in our, in our plan, in our lifestyle, we're going to subconsciously do it. Subconsciously do it without even realizing. That's the point you guys need to get to. All right? Because at the end of the day, you're either going to make the progress or you're going to make excuses. Let's see the next, please. Benefits of being mentally prepared. There's three things. You can click it twice more, please. Three things, self-control, self-assurance, self-possession. You build a lifestyle, 
and you have the mental toughness or mental skills. What is self-control? Does anybody know? Any guesses? <laughs> yes, but what do you, in what aspect? How? So close. So self-control, what it basically means is being able to control your own behavior, your own thoughts, your own habits, your own emotions, all those little things, right? Because a lot of times when we step out on the field, we make a mistake. What do we say to ourselves? What the, f the fuck are you doing? Like, what am I doing? Some other guy makes a mistake. What are you doing, right? Instead of talking to ourselves like that, let's try to coach ourselves instead of grilling ourselves, right? It's just a simple, uh, different way of seeing things. Because at the end of the day, it's always going to be you versus you in your mind. You are your best friend. You are your worst enemy. You are your motivator. You are your coach. You are all, all those things, right? So when we're mentally prepared, we have self-control. We're able to control what we think and how we, how we talk to ourselves, how we talk to our teammates, how we talk anywhere, right? Self-assurance. We've been training so much that now we have confidence in our own abilities. We're confident in what we do, right? You step out on the field, you know what you're going to do, you know what you have to do, and then there's nobody or nothing that can stop you. You just know. You just know because you've been training so much, you're mentally prepared, and you know that as a winger, I got the speed and ability to beat this player one-on-one, -on -one, and the center back, I'm going to win every ball in the air. As a striker, I'm going to bang at least a goal today. Midfielder, I'm going to complete all my passes. Whatever it is, right? You know that that's your job, and you know that you can complete it. It's 100% certain. Self-possession. Similar to self-control, but it's actually the, the state of being composed. I know a lot of us, probably all of us, have heard that word before, composure. Having composure in front of goal. Having composure in the midfield. Having composure as a center back under pressure. Having composure as a goalkeeper under pressure, right? All those little things. So composure is really important as a soccer player. You're able to control any noise that's around you, or sorry, block out any noise that's around you and control the decision that you're going to make to obviously make it as positive as possible. So another thing that when you're mentally prepared, you guys obviously build a lifestyle like I touched on in the first slide. It's your life. It's everything you do. Because at the end of the day, you guys want to be professional soccer players. You guys want to do something with soccer. You want to kick a ball for a living. It's all you do. It's your job. You need to show up no matter what. Training, you need to show up no matter what. On a team, you need to show up no matter what. Same thing when you're by yourself. You need to show up no matter what. Create a schedule. You're, you're going to create a schedule. 9 a.m. every day I'm going to train. Mental toughness. You guys have this bulletproof mentality. Nothing, nobody, no, nothing is going to stop you from doing what you want. Nothing is going to stop you from, I have to go train. There's going to be a lot of sacrifices you do, a lot of uh, BS that's coming through your, hair, through your ear, but you're like, no, whatever, doesn't matter. I don't care, I have to go train. That, that's the type of lifestyle, the mentality that you guys have to have to be at the next level because, trust me, training every day, being in that environment, it takes a toll on you mentally. Right, because you have to perform day in, day out. What happens if you're in a sales job and you don't meet the quota? You're gonna get bitched that 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 month, right? If you do it again for the next month, 
You're going to get bitched at again. All right, so it's the same thing when you're obviously playing at the next level. Everybody's constantly trying to win a place in the first team. Everybody's constantly trying to get better. So if we prepare ourselves mentally, individually, we can obviously place ourselves in a team environment and help our team. You're like that missing piece to the puzzle, right? Until you're mentally ready, you will never be physically prepared. Just a quote that I uh, came across that I really liked, and if you actually think about it, it puts a lot of things into perspective. Next slide, please. Off-field education, soccer IQ. What is soccer IQ? Does, can anybody tell me? Understanding of the game, perfect. So, understanding of the game. There's three things that I think, that I believe, equivalent to soccer IQ. Soccer IQ basically is your understanding of the game, your understanding of your role, your understanding of formations, technique, all that stuff. So, I'm going to touch on the first one, proper technique. I don't mean technique of having your foot like this when you pass, toes up. No, I don't mean that technique. What I mean is... In a game, if you, in games, in matches, do you guys ever watch players in your position? But do you watch them as spectators and be like, man, he just beat this guy like crazy? Or do you watch why he did it? Right? We need to start watching games as players and not spectators. Does that make sense? You guys understand what I mean by that? Proper technique. I'll take a player, for example. I don't know. Tony Cruz. Right? This guy, Tony Cruz, looks like he's in third gear the whole game. He doesn't sprint, and he doesn't change gears at all, right? But in his role, what does he do best? Completes passes and distributes, right? That's his role. He understands what he needs to do. He has Sergio Ramos to do the dirty work, right? He has Casemiro to do that dirty work, right? They understand their role, whatever the case is. So proper technique, am I receiving the ball correctly? Am I taking a directional touch? Am I taking a controlled touch? Am I playing to my player's front foot or back foot? Am I playing a driven ball? Am I playing a ball with spin, a straight ball? Am I playing to feet? Am I playing into space? All these little things you got to be asking yourselves when they're playing, and then are you doing it in games? Does that make sense? Tactical and visual awareness. So, Tony Cruz again. Do you ever see Tony Cruz at the corner flag attacking? Probably not. Maybe here and there. But he's always in the middle. If you see his heat map, he's always kind of in the same part of the field, right? So he understands tactically what he needs to do, how he needs to do it, when he needs to move, how he needs to move. Is he, is he watching his teammates' movements? Is he playing that driven ball? Does he see that Marcelo or whoever's on the other side of the field, is, are they wide open, right? Those are little things that you should be asking yourself as well when you're watching these games and when you're playing. Game mental fitness. So, obviously, not only does our bodies get tired, our, our minds get tired when we play. Do we last the 90 minutes when we're playing? Can our, can our minds last the 90 minutes when we play? Or do we get tired? Right? We obviously get tired physically and we're getting tired mentally. What do I mean by that? Our minds get fatigued. We're going to start making bad decisions. We're going to start telling ourselves, man, I'm tired. Instead of focusing, I need to make this good pass. 
Little things like this is super important to realize when we play, guys. Really, really important. So all these three things equivalents to Cecilia, can you put soccer IQ. Does anybody have any questions about soccer IQ? Before we move on. No? Good? It's pretty self-explanatory. So, guys, just as, just as I mentioned before, what is the game matrix method? This is a method that I actually use with all my players in Miami. Train the way you play, play the way you train. Pep Guardiola once said, if you, you, you play at the rhythm that you train at. So if you train badly, you're going to play badly. If you train like a beast, you're going to play like a beast. right? And it's the consistency of that training that is obviously going to translate to the field. Okay? So the method basically says, game and position specific, nutrition, lifestyle, data, all equate to individual training. You can substitute that in for a match. You can substitute that in for group training, partner training, whatever it is, right? What I mean by game and uh, position specific, self-explanatory again, we got to train our positions and we got to train the same things that we would do in a game, right? If I'm a forward, I'm not going to be over here training what goalkeepers do, right? Just to make something drastic. If I'm a goalkeeper, I'm not going to be doing what forwards do, right? Self-explanatory. Everything that we do has to be with purpose, has to be with intensity, because it's not what we do, it's how we do it. I can put the most simplest drill, you know, dribbling through uh, the cones, easy. But if we're doing it in slow motion, obviously you're going to get bored of it, and obviously it's not going to help you improve, right? It's the intensity that you do it. Are you doing it at speed? Are you doing it uh, with your weak foot? Uh, strong foot, whatever it is, but speed, 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 speed. It needs to be intense, always. Uh, I, like to, I like to keep these drills into short, intense intervals. So the drills maybe last 30 to one minute, 30 seconds to one minute. Never longer, never less. Always 30 seconds to a minute, every drill that you do. Okay, it can be a quick dribble, dribble back, quick dribble, dribble back. I'm going to touch base on that in the, in the next slide. So nutrition and lifestyle. Obviously, nutrition plays a huge role in our careers as soccer players, right? We need to obviously put quality into our bodies because that's what we're going to give out. Quality in equals quality out. Right, boys? So it's important to eat the right foods. It's important to eat at the right times. It's important to, to consistently be eating, to be refueling our bodies over and over and over because it's like driving for miles, for hours. If you don't put gas in your car, what's going to happen? You're going to break down. All right, we always have to stop at a gas station to refill our car. Same thing. Our bodies are our car. We got to keep refueling the right way. All right? Lifestyle. What is our lifestyle like? We obviously all want to be professionals. So we got to make our lifestyles the same way professionals make their lifestyles. All right? which is obviously the nutrition, are you getting the right sleep, how do you uh, act before and after training, what is uh, your, you know, do you have a nightlife, do you take care of your bodies in other ways, right, all that stuff we need to avoid. Um, are we, um, yeah, so data, so the, the last part of that 
matrix method is the data. What I mean by data, I want you guys to learn how to track your data by writing down your times when you, uh, when you train. Your sprints, how long did it take for me to sprint to uh, half field and back? 15 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, I don't know. Whatever it is. Your juggles, um, your reps, your sets, how you felt during the session, how you felt before the session, how you felt after the session. All these little mental notes that I want you to take down when you train individually because, like I said, you are your own coach, you are your own motivator. It's all on you, right? Because when you write things down, over time, you're going to realize how much you've grown as a player. And that's really important. That in itself is motivating for you. Okay, so next slide, please. So now we actually get into the physical part of training. Actually planning your own session. So how do I plan my own session? This is the method that I use, the format that I use with my clients. I do a 10, 35, 15-minute format. 10-minute warm-up, 35-minute main workout, and then I always end with a 15-minute core, speed, agility, quickness exercise, or a cool-down, or it could be something more than on the main workout, like a, you know, more reps in or whatever the case is. It doesn't always have to be this way. It could be between 35 to 45 minutes. It could be less core or whatever, but this is the base of what I do. Okay? The reason I do one hour to one hour and a half is because if you're doing less than an hour, chances are it's not intense enough. It's, it's too little. You're not, get, you're not getting the quality that you need. Right? One hour and a half, I mean, sorry, on top of one hour and a half, it's too, too long. If you put too much water on the plant, it's going to die. So we don't want to overdo it. We don't want to overwork our bodies, right? We always need that time to recover, and then tomorrow we do it again. Recover, that, and tomorrow we do it again. Always look to maximize your time. Always look to make sure that every single minute of that hour, hour and a half training, you're doing something, right? We're not just resting for four minutes and then going back in. No, we rest two minutes, a minute, and go back in. We do an active rest. Maybe after finishing a drill, I take a super light jog around the field. We're always doing something. Next slide, please. So this right here is an actual session that I did with one of my players. Um, really, really simple. In this session, we focused on ball work, interval sprints, and core work. All right, so what we did to warm up is we did tennis ball juggling. Jogging and active stretching. Why tennis ball juggling? I like giving my players tennis balls because right away it's challenging. And the first minute it's challenging, right? Obviously juggling a tennis ball is not as easy as juggling a soccer ball, okay? It gets your mind engaged, it gets your technique better, it gets you focused right away. Jogging and active stretching, you know, warming up is super important. We don't wanna go right away into shooting hard shots and goal. It's not going to be good for you. Main workout. Here's uh, four drills for ball work, four drills for interval sprints. Usually what I like to do is have between six to eight workouts for the main workout. Six to eight drills. Because you can also you know, interchange them. You can do it all in one. You can do it two and two, one and one, whatever the case is. So in this particular case, what we did was... We worked with the ball, inside-outside dribble, zigzag dribble, rested for a minute, water break. 
we went straight to sprints, no ball, half field sprints, six yard line, end line, 18 yard bucks. Then rest again for a minute, two minutes, whatever the case is, depending on, the, on, on your physical, you know, how you feel. We went back to the ball. By this second two drills, your legs are tired. That's where the mental skills come in, where the mental, uh, mental fitness comes in. Can we still do the little things right? right? Five, five, five drill, X dribble. And then we left the ball again, went to sideline to sideline sprints, and then W sprints, which is basically just a, a zigzag sprint. After that, guys, we went to core and cool down. Here are four workouts that we did for core, and then really deep stretches, about 15 to 20 seconds each stretch. Super important to stretch after practice. Super, super important. Can't stress it enough. Yes, sir. Um, so you do like 30 seconds to a minute of foot skills or um, sprints, and then how long is your rest period? Rest period can last anywhere from one minute to two minutes, depending on how you feel. Right? Obviously, a player that's not fit, I'm not going to right away tell him to jump back in because I'm going to kill him. Right? Same thing with you. You guys got to know where your level's at. Right? If, you, if you don't feel it, if you're not tired, then again, uh, lower your rest period. Okay, boys? Next slide, please. I'm better at financials than you know than <laughs> So this is basically just uh, what we did, the inside, outside dribble. We did five reps with the right foot, five with the left foot, five with both. Basically what the inside, outside dribble is, we put a cone here, we put a cone about 10 yards apart, and we're using right foot uh, inside, outside, inside, outside, all the way back, all the way, all the way back, inside, outside, inside, outside, inside, one, two, three, four, five, that lasts about, you know, 30, 40, 45 seconds, that's to be quick, 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 then we go to left foot, same thing, there and back, one, there and back, two, both feet, inside, outside, inside, outside, zigzag dribble, really self-explanatory, we put zigzag cones 10 yards apart, and dribble zigzag, right foot only, Dribble zigzag, right foot only back. That's one. Same thing. Left foot. Same thing both. Five, five, five drill is we put five cones in a line, right? About two steps in between. And we do five straight using our left foot only. Dribble straight back. Five straight using our right foot only. Dribble straight back. And then five using both feet. The X dribble is you put four cones around and you're doing an X figure at speed. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 okay? Same thing, one time with the right, one time with the left, one time with both. Next slide, please. This is basically what it is, the zigzag dribbling. That's another drill, but it's, uh, you could use this as a 5-5-5 five, five, five drill, 10 yards apart, 2, whatever the case is, and then that's X dribbling. Next slide, please. Interval sprints. So... Obviously, the game is played in intervals, right? We're not going to jog or sprint for three minutes straight, right? So if you're jogging outside for 30 to 45 minutes, that's fine. It's okay, but it's not going to help you in what you need. Soccer players aren't marathon runners, right? We need to up our heart rate, lower our heart rate. Up our heart rate, lower our heart rate. Can we control our heart rate when it's up here? And can we make it work? when we're doing those sprints, right? It's always up and down. Our heart rate should always be like this. So half field sprint. In this particular session, what we did was five repetitions. What we did is you start at the end line, 
sprint to half field, sprint back. You have 20 seconds to do that. And then you rest for 20 seconds. Again, sprint, sprint back. 20 seconds to do that, rest for 20 seconds. By number four or five, those 20 seconds that you're resting feels like five seconds. All right? So that's where you start. Also, again, mental, mental side of it. Can you keep going? Can you keep going? Can you keep going? Six, end line 18. Really short sprint. You start at the six-yard line, sprint to the end line, sprint all the way to the 18. Light jog back or walk back. Whatever the case is, you rest 15 seconds. Again, boom, boom, out. Ten times. We did that ten times. Sideline to sideline. I like this one because at the beginning, it seems really easy. But it's going to take a toll on you. So what you do is you jog from sideline to sideline two times. Sorry, you go sideline to sideline at 25%. 25% pace. There and back is one. There and back is two. 25% pace. Then we go 50% pace. You rest 20 seconds after those two. Then we go 50%. There and back. There and back. Rest 20 seconds. Then we go 75%. There and back. There and back. Rest 20 seconds, then we go 100%. By the 100%, your legs are shot. But it's how far can you push yourself? Can you keep going? Boom, boom, boom. Okay? Then we finish with W sprints. This is uh, uh, like in the previous slide, the, the zigzag. 10 yards apart, you just sprint, 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 sprint. Light jog back. It should last you about 10 seconds to get back. That's your rest. Light jog, light walk, whatever it is. And then we go again, sprint, 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 come back, okay? We do that 10 times. Next slide, please. Planks, up and down planks, leg raises, in and outs. This, is what, this was our core exercises. Everybody knows what planks is, right? You guys like it? <laughs> it's really important. It obviously strengthens our core area, and as soccer players, we always need to have a strong core. It's, it's, it's a must. Core always needs to be strong. Helps in our movements. It helps in our balance. It helps in our agility, strength. Our, believe it or not, for your power, your passing power, your shots, goalies, getting it out past half field, whatever it is. So what we did, planks, four sets of one minute, self-explanatory. Push yourselves as much as possible, guys. Then we moved on to up and down planks. We started our forearms, going to push-up position. Forearms, push-up position. 30 seconds, up and down, up and down, up and down. Your shoulders are going to be burning, right? But what, what do we do that? Shielding the ball, holding somebody off. Leg raises, hands under your butt, six inches, and we just raise our legs. 25, four sets. In and outs. Basically, you're just sitting on your butt, in and out, in and out, 25. What we did was we went straight through once. You could rest maybe 30 seconds, and then we go again. Two, rest. Three, rest. Four, rest. Does that make sense? All right, guys, so I'm just going to finish with this. It's the player improvement cycle. So after training... So many players, after training on my own, after training since I was 10 years old and making my little obstacles in the house and going out there and being creative with my drills, 
passing that on to my actual players, I realized that it takes about eight weeks to actually learn something, master it, and then apply it. All right, so what you guys need to understand, this is kind of more visual, is, is a process. Enjoy that journey, enjoy that process, right? Week one and two, it's all about here. We're committing to getting better. We're committing to improving our weaknesses. We're, commit we're committing to making our strengths even stronger, okay? You're transforming yourself into a better player and a better person, right? Because these are things that you can use on the field and off the field. Like I said, you got to act as a professional on the field and off the field. Every little thing matters. Week three and week four, we build. It takes 21 days to build a habit. I challenge you guys, right, if you guys are right-handed or left-handed, instead of brushing your teeth with your strong hand, brush it with the opposite. I'm right-handed, so I tried it. Brushing my teeth with my left hand. Right? The first week, I, was, I mean, I, I don't even think I washed my teeth right. I don't know. You know? But after 21 days, it's a habit. It's normal. I can do it now. Maybe not as strong as my right, but I can do it. So basically, same thing with soccer. When you're training, right? We want to build a habit of going to, to train. Going to train. Doing the same drills doing the same exercises, getting stronger, getting better, getting technically sounder, uh, strengthening our minds, strengthening our bodies, all those little things. Week five and six, we track. We track our data. Remember, everything we're tracking our data, what I meant by track here is you see your track, your, your track data. You see everything you've done over the course of five and six weeks. You see how much you've improved in five and six weeks, right? Because that's going to motivate us. At the end of the day, right, this is about individual training. We're going to get motivated by ourselves. We don't need my coach or my teammate or my family member over here. Yeah, you can do it. Come on, keep going. All right, that's a plus. That's a plus. That's fine. That's great. But we need to motivate ourselves. It's all up here. And then, like I said, week seven, week eight, you should already be prepared. Just go out there, make it happen. Apply it. If it doesn't work out the first couple matches, then you got to keep going out and, and working out. Working, 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 playing games, and doing everything possible to make it happen. All right, boys?